0: Good morning. Today is Friday, March 12th, 2021. Tomorrow, March 13th is the one year anniversary of when COVID changed my life. It was a Friday. A global pandemic had just been declared two days earlier the first cases had been found in Quebec. The Board of Rabbis met that morning, and the main topic that we discussed was Kiddush in shul that Shabbos. Uh, Would we serve it buffet? Would we serve it with foods all wrapped up individually so no one touched anything else? would we only have staff serve food would we have no kiddish at all which was like the extreme position later that morning Premier Legault announced that as of the following Monday schools would be closed in the early afternoon I received an email from the RCA Rabbinical Council of America that Rabbi Herschel Schachter and Rabbi Mordecai Willig in consultation with medical experts had advised that in any place where schools are closed synagogues should also be closed because if kids are not supposed to get together in school well, kids are getting together in shul, so then that should also not happen. And it was at that moment that I faced something I had never faced before and had no preparation to face. Closing a death. Through this entire time, one of the greatest sources of help for me has been the Board of Rabbis of Montreal, the opportunity to discuss with colleagues what each of us is doing, to share ideas, and to convene our own local panel of medical experts to advise us. We did that at the very beginning and we've followed that until this day. Also, the resources of the RCA and the OU who from the very first day were tremendously active and remain so in providing guidance, in providing access to authoritative halakhic individuals who would be able to give rulings, to share best practices, and to provide a forum for discussing and learning from each other what's happening in different parts of North America and different parts of the world. In particular, Rabbi Herschel Schachter, Rabbi Mordechai Willig, and Rabbi Usher Weiss have been so incredibly available, so helpful. Tens of thousands of Rabbis have turned to them for guidance, halakhic rulings, which Again, for all of us, it is unprecedented. We have never faced these questions before. And they have done so and they continue to do so with reassurance, with understanding, with being informed by the best medical experts at every step, and, of course, with total expertise of their learning and their wisdom so this is the first major lesson for me for anyone going through a crisis find a network find a resource find someone who is going through it with you at the same time find someone who has gone through it before find someone who can guide you through it. This is critical and it makes all the difference in any crisis. A few months ago there was a remarkable interview with Rabbi Herschel Schachter. It appeared in Jewish Action, the publication of the OU. And obviously we're facing something that is unprecedented, one of the most overused words this year but with good reason and yet as unprecedented as this situation is for the Jewish people there is a phrase lo alman Yisrael we are not a leaderless generation in every generation when there is a crisis there is leadership to help us there are guides, there are authorities that rise and make themselves accessible. And it is absolutely incredible and inspiring the way the three that I mentioned for me and there are others for other groups have been available to guide the Jewish people. Rav Herschel Schachter insisted in this interview something that is just incredible. It's astonishing. He has said that from a halakhic point of view, nothing about COVID is unprecedented. Now, huh, that's easy for him to say, because yes, of course, the Jewish, people, the Jewish people has faced pandemics, global pandemics, plagues, and there is a rich history of literature about how Jews went through those experiences and halakhic rulings but of course that's not something that most people study so for Rav Shachter to say that there's nothing unprecedented that's because he has a total grasp of all halakhic literature at his fingertips and he is able to draw on and in essence the point that he is making is that the basic issue is straightforward. Jewish law says the possibility of a threat to life overrides all other mitzvahs except for murder, adultery, and idolatry. It becomes our highest priority. So the halachic issue becomes straightforward. You need the medical information, the scientific information. Is this a possible threat to health? And then the answer is straightforward. As I say, uh, that's Rabbi Schachter. For everybody else in the world, it's not quite so straightforward unless we listen to what Rabbi Schachter says, which I certainly do. Clearly, I am nowhere near that kind of a level, not even the same ballpark. But even for me, on that Friday afternoon the decision to close was clear. It was hard. I was trembling at the gravity of the consequences of doing something that I had never done before and never expected to do, but I had no doubt the decision was correct. That afternoon I tried to get other rabbis to close their shuls. To the best of my knowledge, besides Adath, three other shuls closed that Shabbos. And I do know, sadly, people who attended other shuls that Shabbos got sick. Over the past year, here are some of the factors that have helped me cope I try to remind myself of all that I have my family and I are healthy I have meaningful work Adath has a great team and we are helping people and every single member of our team is working harder than ever For me, there is no greater satisfaction than I feel blessed. I have to be honest and tell you that there are plenty of times that I am not able to remember all of that, that I'm not able to remember that feeling of being blessed. But I try. The hardest part of this experience for me, the hardest part of this year for me, has been my connection to people who are truly suffering. I've shared with you before, the impact of COVID has been very uneven with many people simply with no awareness of the depth of pain that some are suffering. I am training myself to live with uncertainty And I think that that's a good thing to learn in life. In general, I search for lessons to learn and ways to grow from what is happening. I think, (coughs) excuse me, I think this is the key to getting through any crisis. And that is why I share these lessons with you so often. That's the key to look for ways to grow in the future. It remains terribly frustrating for me that parts of the religious world do not follow what is so clearly fundamental in Jewish law, the priority of health and safety. And I do not have any answer or explanation for why they ignore this. But I am certain of the path I am following. I try to continue to speak about what I think is right. And I try not to get impatient or upset with those who don't see it my way. Uh, I have some improving to do in that area. But I realized on that very first day that working to keep people safe and healthy now will probably be the greatest achievement of my career. I would be very, very happy with that. And that keeps me going. I have a lot of anxiety. <clears throat> and I don't sleep very well. <clears throat> and I don't have a good solution for either of those problems yet. I fail. I make mistakes, some bad mistakes. I forget things. I make some bad choices. I make some bad decisions. I try a lot of things that don't work, and I tell myself what I tell others. It's okay to be not okay. I can't expect not to make mistakes in a situation that I have never faced before for which there is no guidance. I've got to expect that there will be failure and mistakes, but I have a hard time with that. And as I've shared with you before, it is often a lot easier for me to share advice with you than for me to listen to it myself. I worry about what Jewish life will be like after this is over. Will people come back to shul? Will people remain loyal to Orthodox Judaism? when they have been able to experience getting together on zoom on Shabbos and Yom Tov and dropping in on other denominational places will people let go of the leniencies we have allowed which are appropriate in extraordinary circumstances but are not appropriate in ordinary circumstances I worry about that a lot the most helpful thing for me this year is the opportunity to be with you on zoom every day i have been able to learn and teach more than ever before and this provides me with a discipline that keeps me busy and structured intellectually stimulated and professionally gratified and i really mean it when i say that this is the highlight of my day i am grateful to you for keeping me sane through this so far Let me close with a story that moves me. And I hope that you will find yourself in this story, because if you do, it will transform what this journey is for you. Wangari Mathai is a storyteller from Kenya and he tells the story of a huge forest fire consuming everything in its path. All the animals are gripped with fear as they watch their forest home burning except for one little hummingbird. The hummingbird says to herself, I'm going to do what I can To help meet the needs of this moment with the tools I have. So the hummingbird goes to the river, takes a drop of water, and puts it on the fire, back and forth, back and forth. As quickly as the hummingbird can flap her wings, she brings drop after drop. All the animals, even the elephant with its long trunk, begin chastising the hummingbird even as they stand idly to the side. What do you think you can do? You are so small, and this fire is just so big. Your wings are so feeble, and your beak is so little. And as they continue to discourage the hummingbird, the bird responds without wasting any time and tells them, I am doing the best I can with what I have I am a hummingbird and I am doing the best I can with what I have my friends thank you very much for all that you do for me I wish you a great day a wonderful shabbos and i look forward to seeing all of you soon in person